If you're looking for the best horror, thriller, sci-fi and WTF audio fiction this side of the apocalypse, then you should listen to The Other Stories. With over 500 stories on the podcast feed already and news stories dropping every single Monday morning, The Other Stories is your new best friend. Check out The Other Stories today on any and all podcast platforms or head to theotherstories.net. After all, these aren't the stories your mother used to tell you. These are The Other Stories. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hang on to your balls. It's time for the Horror Hangout Podcast. Welcome to the Horror Hangout podcast, where two bearded film fans watch the fifth best horror movies ever and then talk about them. My name is Luke Condo with Kate, and I'm joined by my regular co host, Mr. Mr. Ben Arrington. How's it going, Ben? You alright? Just me and you today. It is. Back to, back to basics. I've also realised I don't really have a beard at the minute, it's more of a stubble. I'm pretty, pretty ill, and sometimes what I do when I'm ill, I like to get the hair off. Yeah, I know what you mean. You just clean your, you yeah. clean your soul and you clean your face, just because yeah, it's something that feels like. What you both <laughs> allowed to get the hair off? Off. Get it off. Yeah, you feel a bit cleaner and a bit sort of like more when you're all ill and like your beard's all knotted and like there's snot yeah. dribbling down it. You're a bit like yeah. Because like when you when you like you have a good snotty sneeze when you're super yeah. ill, you can't really get all of it out of the tash. So no. And sometimes if a bit goes into your tash, like <laughs> into it could go in there and I wouldn't know about it. And until yeah. someone goes, you got a little something just. Just in, there, I don't know yeah, what it is. In the fact, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I had to get all that off. Yeah, um, yeah, man. How's it going? Did you, did, have you, so you're feeling a bit unwell. Have you done any vomit? Have you had any green vomit? Well, as I was watching, like at the worst of it, I was watching the film we're talking about today, The Exorcist, and I was like, "That's how I feel. Maybe I've got <laughs> a Pazuzu up my pizzazz. <laughs> you got a Pazuzu up your pizzazz. Yeah, bloody hell." <laughs> Um, Deeply unfortunate. You've been to the gym, right? You've just been pumping some iron just before you got here. I pumped, I pumped an iron. Just a singular. Just a one. Just a just singular one. one. <laughs> yeah. The right or the oh, yeah. left? And then I ate the left. Right. Okay. Well, <laughs> and then I ate, and I and I ate a load of food, so I feel a little bit full and sleepy now. Okay. Good. Perfect. Uh, before we jump into the film, then, um, before Ben naps one off, what uh, have you done? Any other horror guff? <laughs> Have I done it? Have I done it? Oh no, I haven't done it. I haven't, I haven't done any guffs. <laughs> I haven't done any horror guffs. Um, yeah. I was, I was, I was, was going to watch um, Annihilation, the yeah. new Alex Garland film. I was going to watch that like possibly tonight, possibly tomorrow. Oh, um, yeah, and and I think we are going to do an episode on that. Yeah, we'll do we'll do that next, and then we'll jump into the. Well, I think we have another episode in mind as well, and then we'll go into the top ten and the final yeah. ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, down to, yeah, exactly. The top ten. Can you believe it? And how does it make you feel to think we're so close to the? We've been doing this the final long, stretch longer than a year now. I think. Yeah, yeah, is we it, have. Is this episode fifty? Either this episode is or next episode is episode fifty. Um, it might be episode fifty. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, <that's, laughs> ooh, it might be. So um, uh, it'd be, it'd be good if we work. could say if it. Yeah, go on. I was off work and um, I I was like. I could either do some like semi-predictive, you know, clean the house kind of stuff, um, or I could just at nine o'clock in the morning. This is, or I could put Annihilation on because it came out on Netflix yeah. today, 
and I just couldn't couldn't help myself. It was like Christmas morning. I was so excited. <laughs> you had to tuck into. This yeah. is actually episode forty nine, so Annihilation will be num- will be number fifty. Cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to doing it. It's um, Alex Garland. I kind of feel like some people feel like Alex Garland has come out of nowhere since Ex Machina, not remembering that he wrote The Beach. Yeah. He wrote 28 Days Later. Yeah. He wrote Sun- Sunshine? Uh, Solar. Wait. Yeah. I'm thinking yeah. Sun- Sunshine. Yeah. And um, he wrote and produced Dread. Yeah. Um, so he was responsible for a lot of that stuff. Uh, so this this is one of my favorite creative dudes in the world. He's amazing. So I was so excited about this film. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Um. He's le- He's like forty seven years old. Yeah. He's not, last, not too old. Not that's relevant to anything. Yeah. But yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. What else? I watched Phantasm again. Uh, I've seen that a few times now. Have you seen Phantasm? Um. You might, yeah, you'll, you'll know like maybe. the visuals of it. It's got, yeah, like, with the guy and the, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, floating yeah. silver, ball possibly. Bearings. Yeah. I'm not sure. Floating ball bearings, yeah. It'd be worth doing an episode on that at some point because it does feel when you kind of feel like of think of 80s horror that you maybe shouldn't have been watching. There's some kind of icky about it. This is what comes to mind for me. It's uh, an interesting one, and it's not, I wouldn't say it's particularly amazing, it doesn't really make any sense. But it's pretty fun, and I think you'll yeah. enjoy it. Um, and I also watched Dial M for Murder, which is another Hitchcock film. Oh, going back to the classics. Yeah, I don't know why I put it on. It was on Amazon Prime. My finger did the clicking, and me and Cat. My finger it. did the clicking. My brain did the dicking. What? <laughs> my brain's That's always did a dicking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dicking a bank. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's a pretty good week. Um. I mean, I, don't, I know we should be talking about another film, but Annihilation, I'm looking forward to talking about that as well. I can't wait to, When are you going to watch it? Tomorrow? With yeah. your mum? Tomorrow night with my mum, yeah. And I've already asked you if there's any sexy time in it, just in case there's any awkward moments where, like, my mum will go, oh, I'm going to have to go make a cup of tea now while this is on. And I'm like, oh, no. There is that weird bit oh, where no. the, the man has sex with his mum. That might be a little <laughs> bit awkward. <laughs> <laughs> that's towards the end of the film isn't it no, it's, well, the whole, it's the whole two hours during that bit I would have nodded off it's fine during that bit I would have nodded off my mum could enjoy that bit on her own yeah I think where is your, so your mum's a horror fan we talked about that before right so yeah yeah did she she said I want to watch this Um, I just I told her about it uh, she watched yeah. the trailer I said it's out on Monday I said I'll come around Tuesday there we go. Date yeah. is set. Uh, yeah, so she introduced me to like all the all of my favorite sort of like horror films. Well, all of my favorite films, really. Um, and The Exorcist is actually one of the films which had a bit of a, like a mythos about it mm. because of my because of the way my mum described it. I guess we'll get into that sometime soon. Well, pretty soon. Why not right now? Uh, so today today's film is number eleven on the list. It's called The Exorcist. Uh, it's not the TV show that's out now i think there's a tv show and i've not seen it it's there not, sure is we'll talk about that too it's not any of the sequels today we're talking about the original the exorcist from 1973 that was 30 no 40, <laughs> 40 45 years ago five years ago wow jesus yonks ago <laughs> nearly 50 years ago <laughs> yeah it didn't wow. feel that old um so your mum what what's the thing with your mum she buffed no so basically like when i was a kid yeah like my mum my mum would let me watch sort of like various horror films yeah but there was always like a strict rule and so obviously i'd watch different videos and stuff and i'd go around friends houses and watch films there was always a rule yeah which was don't you ever ever watch the exorcist and i was like well why and she was like because it is the most terrifying film ever it scarred me for life and i don't want you to be scarred by it as well and rather than being like rebellious and going, well, I've got to bloody watch it then. <laughs> I like took her words really yeah. seriously. Better, better not watch that actually. And I was like, oh, well, no. the opportunity, the opportunity like never arose for me to yeah. like watch it while while I was while I was young. Okay. Um, but when I did first watch it, like like I knew why. I mean, it affected me. I probably yeah. first watched it when I was maybe fifteen. Yeah, you said this is the one on the list that you were kind of scared about. Well, it's yes, it is the, probably the only maybe this and twenty eight days later, but mm. films that genuinely 
scares me to the point where like like I was, I watched this film alone this time alone in the house and I felt odd for a while after I had to like um delete it from my life <laughs> as soon as it the, but then but then I read the book yeah. as well and I felt the same with the book like I couldn't really oh, have yeah. it around I couldn't have it like sort of like cover up good about anywhere book. near the, oh, the book is amazing the, mm. but the book is incredibly similar to the film as in a lot of the same beats i mean obviously same it expands name. on yeah i mean it's got the same name um it expands on a lot of the a lot of the demon stuff and a lot of the stuff to, okay. to, to do to do with the family um and obviously the, the the priests as well um it's a great book but again there's something quite genuinely terrifying about this it feels wrong it feels like it feels like it's something we shouldn't be watching or reading about like something horrible something it feels like there's an aura surrounding it which yeah. makes you feel like just by looking at it i think it may be because were there rumors about people possibly dying involved in the shooting there's that poltergeist i was thinking of the, the there was something about uh this film set is supposed to be cursed as well not too sure why yeah. uh, i haven't looked into that but there's just something about it that feels wrong and it feels like i'm looking in on something that's genuinely evil and i shouldn't be seeing it and i feel like that every time i watch it because i've seen this film loads of times i've probably seen this film like half a dozen maybe even more times than that and i've read the book three times so you're like a full-on exorcist it's it's weird it's not like i'm a fan of it it's because it's because I feel like this with horror. When, <coughs> like my favorite horror films are this and Twenty Eight Days Later. Yeah. Which they're the ones pro- that affect you. They're the ones that actually affect me. So it mm. provides such an extreme reaction. Yeah. That it's almost like I know it's that like that feels like a good horror for me. Yeah. Like there are so many things in, in that happen in this film which could happen in a modern film, and you can and you can already work out exactly how it would be done in a modern film. Yeah. And how it would be played. It would be how it would be played for scares. Whereas the, this the would be subtle... done like The Conjuring, right? Or, or maybe, I think in that universe, Blumhouse would do this. Yeah, yeah. Insidious. But, but there's so many subtleties around the horror of this, and it's built so steadily. Do you know what I mean? The, the yeah. tension, the horror builds steadily, steadily. And then it's sort of like there's these tentpole moments of like, like visceral terror yeah. which happen. And when they happen, it's like, it puts the willies right up you. <laughs> it's like the creepiest, the creepiest thing, and I think it's aged, it's aged almost impeccably for me because I mean it doesn't look perfect, but it looks pretty close to it. Pretty good. So, so we watched The Omen not too long ago. Um, I can't remember when that came out, but so I was, as I was watching this, I kept thinking this is like the mature adult version of because The Omen is kind of cheesy and. Ha, 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 ha. Like, you know, oh my god <laughs> scary things and then but it's like really takes its time to build it's really dry in the way that the performance is uh, sort of captured and and like mm. it, it doesn't like there's a whole prologue scene um with max von Sydow's character he doesn't appear again for the film like another hour and a half until until mm. right near the end and um it just doesn't mind taking its time it feels very mature i think that's william friedkin's sort of touch but um, yeah. So shall I do a so a brief yeah. word, brief synopsis? Right Crack there. one out. Yeah. Crack one right out. So The Exorcist is a 1973 American supernatural horror film adapted by William Peter Blatty from his 1971 novel of the same name, directed by William Friedkin, starring Ellen Burstyn, Linda Blair, Max hmm. von Sydow, and Jason Miller. Yeah. Um, so when a teenage girl is possessed by a mysterious entity, her mother seeks the help of two priests to save her daughter. Tag team priests. <laughs> is that what he says? No. Okay. <laughs> so William Peter Blassie wrote it. William, the, the, the novel. William Friedkin directed it. So you literally <laughs> does give you the willies. <laughs> yeah, literally. It puts the willies. The willies are front and center during this uh all over it. The film. Willies are all Willies over everywhere. this film. So, he yeah. de- so, so William Peter Blatty developed the film. He wrote, I guess he wrote the screenplay as well. How did he? Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I'm just having a look. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, he it is very the third one. I know that. Oh, did he? Yeah, I wrote and directed the it's third. It's very, very, it's very similar to the book. Um, like all the beats are pretty much the same, I believe. Mm. This is what the um, guys at Empire Studios have to say. 
there are horror movies with infamous reputations, and then there's The Exorcist. This is a film which prompted cinema exhibitors to routinely offer bath bags for queasy patrons, which had St. John's Ambulance on standby at screenings to aid the regular fainters, which was accused of corrupting young minds with subliminal imagery. Amid the noise and furore, William Friedkin's achievements were almost ignored, how he definitely blended the religious and psychological with themes of unconditional faith and maternal love, and yes, it's head-spinningly scary. Don't forget your bath bag. Um, it's got eighty-six percent on Rotten Tomatoes, eight out of ten on IMDb, and uh, I think it's generally regarded as like one of the best horror movies ever made, one of the best films ever made. It's uh, you know it's kept in high regard. This one, yeah. It's, uh, so you've seen this many times then. Yeah, yeah. As I said, probably like half. Yeah. Well, yeah, probably about half a dozen. The first time I saw it was about fifteen. Um, I can't remember who I watched it with, but I remember like telling my mum that I'd seen it, and she was just like, <laughs> "It's like she was so disappointed in me." It was like, "Oh, Ben," <laughs> I'm shaking my head. I even told her I was going to be watching it like yesterday. Yeah. And the first thing she said was, "Watch it in the daytime." That's strange. I yeah. She, I mean, she's she's terrified about it to the point where she will never ever watch it again. Mm. So she's, I think she saw it when she was maybe seventeen. Yeah. And she said, she, and she said she would never ever watch it again, like no matter what. I can't well, get my mum to watch films. Just, oh, whenever, right. whenever you used to go to cinema, she was like half asleep. Well, asleep, actually, like halfway through. All oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> asleep. That's annoying when you go to the cinema with someone, they end up asleep. Yeah. I mean, me and my dad went and watched the Lord of the Rings trilogy. And me and, him, me and him were hyping up Return of the King. Like, cannot yeah. wait for Return of the King. It's going to be the best thing ever. We're going to go. Yeah. Get a two, week, what, two weeks to go, one week to go. Yeah. He was asleep 10 minutes in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a long film. That's... Well, 10 minutes in. Um, Cat always gets annoyed at me because we always put films on um, after I get home from work, and I just always fall asleep. I just yeah. can't can't help myself. Yeah. Um, so, should we look at the plot? The plot thickens. Well, yeah, it's good. Uh, so the key players, there's quite a few. Ellen Burstein um, plays Chris McNeil. Ellen Burstein is the, is the woman, the mother of this family. I didn't realize this until I saw this this time. Requiem for a dream. Yeah, she, she's yeah. Requiem for a dream, and I, like I think she's the way she's like mouths certain words. I'm like, oh wow, that like caught my ear. It's like that's the girl from Requiem for yeah. a dream, and she gets attacked by a cupboard in this. It's like the exact <laughs> scene from Requiem for a dream where she gets attacked by a fridge. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> Max von Sydow plays Father Merrin. He, I guess you call him like the hero of the story, maybe. Uh, Oh, one come off, on! One off. One off. Dot, dot, uh, Damien Karras, the other, the other priest, is the yeah. hero. Jason, he's Miller. the hero. Yeah, he's the uh, the guy in the hero's journey. We also got William Kinderman. Uh, he's like the de- detective. He's played by Lee J. Cobb. He's trying to work out what's going on. What's going on? He's, under this. he's a funny. He's a funny old bloke, isn't he? Yeah, and he's a big fan of uh, Ellen Bernstein, Bernstein's yeah. character because she's an actress in this, which I completely forgot about. I forgot about it. I'm like, I'm like, what are they doing? Why are they filming yeah. this thing? Why is she living <sighs> on set? It's weird. Um, there's a guy called uh, Burke Dennings, who's the director of this film thing. He's played by Jack McGowan. He's a obnoxious drunk Brit. And uh, Linda Bet Linda Blair plays Regan. I thought she was like just when you see like kid actors, no matter how good they are, they always like they're always kid actors. Linda Blair, like, when she isn't possessed and when she is possessed. But I just felt, like, really believed her as this character. Like, she's just so, like, effortlessly put on yeah. this performance. I don't know why that is. Maybe it's Willie Friedkin's directing. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, have I missed anyone out? I think that's most... most I think that's of... Most, most of the main, most of yeah. the main group, of, group of lads. Yeah. Uh, uh, Doctor... So, Father Damien Carasa has, has... He's got, like, a mate. Yes, who's also a Priest. father? Yeah, yeah. He's got like a mate. He he turns up now <laughs> and again, like oh lads. Yeah, he it turns up every now and again to like provide alcohol or blessings. Yeah, yeah or, or songs. He's a provider. Yeah. He's a real <laughs> hero of the story. <laughs> so the film kind of opens with a prologue section, like twenty minute long prologue um, about Father Merrin. He's uh, in Iraq, fighting some, looking for Saddam Hussein, I think. And he, uh, 
Like he's looking for Saddam Hussein in the dirt. Like, where is he? <laughs> this was like this reminded me of Indiana James. Yeah, yeah. A bit when they're digging for stuff. <laughs> where is he? Yeah. He's hidden in a hole eating fun-sized Mars bars. That's the truth. It's, it's the the actual, truth yeah. When he was found, he was he had fun-sized Mars bars. What was that film? Oh, was that, was that about Saddam or was that Zero Dark Thirty? Oh, that was that was Afghanistan, wasn't it? Um, yeah, I've not yeah. actually seen. I've not actually seen mixed that. <laughs> I've not actually seen that. Getting the baddies mixed up. Um, okay, so Father Merritt, he's uh, on an archaeological dig for some reason. It's a hobby, I guess. Um, and he finds a, an amulet, and we get some spooky music, and it's a little face, and it's the statue yeah. of Pazuzu, who's um, a demon. His best mate. <laughs> We're made to think. I, I kind of thought like they've got a bit of history here, haven't they? Because he's like, yeah. oh, hello, this yeah. little statue. I remember you, you little shits. Yeah, I think we're supposed to get the idea that there is a bit of that. And then it cuts to, so he finds his little amulet, and then it cuts to him in a like a little cafe, and some guys give him tea. And he has this other like little thing that looks like another old thing he's found in this dig. And he opens it up, and it's a box of smints. <laughs> 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 oh, I found this really old artifact in the thing. Oh, peppermint. <laughs> it was just a box of smints after all. <laughs> Pazuzu <laughs> loved them as well. <laughs> He's uh, Pazuzu, the little thing was actually a Pez dispenser. Pezuzu. Yeah. Pezuzu, that's good. Yeah. Like that. Did you write that down? Just now. Did you write that down? No. I know we've mentioned this already, but Max von Sydow. Yeah. Like, he's old as hell in this film, <laughs> which is 50 years ago. Yeah. And he's 88 years old now. Yeah. So he's How four, old was he there? 48. No, 40. 38. He can't 30. be 38. He must, he, looked, he must have been made I'm 30. up. 30. Fucking yeah. hell, I'm 30 this year. If I get like that in eight years, he must, he must, he must have been made up to look old because he looks yeah. ancient. Um, he got some flour. Yeah, blew it. Like he got him to headbutt a load of flour bags. <laughs> he, he he looks he looks so old. Maybe he's just one of those people who just like ages. Like they get to like 25 and then they're just old. Like Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. So like Carl Pilkington says, like Asian people age like pears. Like they get to, <laughs> they get to like thirty, and then they suddenly overnight look <laughs> super old. I mean, it's mad, isn't it? Like some people just age. Maybe it's like Wolverine, where they just they're aging, but yeah. so so slowly. Yeah, and then their powers have left them, and then they kind of catches up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Maybe. it's mad. I was thinking this for ages because I was saying mm. Max von Sydow looks younger in he was in Star Wars: Force Awakens. Yeah, he looks, he looks like... young. He looks younger in that than he does in this film from 1973. <laughs> Fifty years that is ago, crazy. That, that is kind of insane. I like to think that he's stuck at this age now. Like he got to, he's like a vampire. He, he got trapped. Part of yeah. the curse of the film. He's never going to age now. Devastated for him. <laughs> okay, so he's uh, got his smints, pops one of his scarf, and he's. Um, it ends with him looking at the statue of, of Pazuzu. And there's like the sunset behind it. It's all very uh, literary and meaningful and metaphorical. And then it's like, that's the end of that bit. Now the film starts. Yeah. The Exorcist credits pops up. Um, and then we're introduced to... So I forgot all about this. Because I've only really seen it once <clears throat> when I was about 15. So I yeah. don't remember half of this stuff. Um, so they're in Georgetown. There's film, There's a big film set around some sort of university campus or something. Mm. Chris McNeil, the mum, is a like a really famous actress and she gets on really well with the director. Um, who's the, the, the... What's his name? Burke or something Burke, like that. Burke Dennings. He's like a bit of a nutter. He's a he, likes, he likes He likes a beverage. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're, we're made to think... So obviously Chris has like relocated here with her daughter. Yeah. Um, and the dad's not around and they're like living in a strange house in... In Georgetown, which is like, is it near Washington DC or something? I think so. And they've got loads yeah. of help around the house. And they've got like a nanny and a guy called Carl who uh, puts rat traps in the ceilings and yeah, is a helping hand, I guess. Um, and they've got like a bit of a what do you call it? And when you get like an actress and they've got entourage, they've got like an entourage thing sort of happening. Yeah. Um, she got she got a crew. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they have a. They have a, the twelve-year-old daughter there. What happens to the dad? Do we know where the dad is? Um, I think we just made. I think the dad's just absent. That's right, okay. absent-minded, out of sight, out of mind. I don't know. I think he just like he left yeah. at some point, and maybe like they haven't 
they're like they're not no neither of them are like really like properly over it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Chris and Chris and Regan. Yeah. Regan Regan Reagan. Regan Reagan. Ronald Regan. Ronald uh, Regan. <laughs> Um, she's been playing with a Ouija board that she found. Oh, yeah. in the, in don't, the muck, don't be mucking about that. Don't be mucking about that stuff. That's the first thing you say. Don't don't be mucking about with that at all. Talking about mums, my mum for be, for like baby to play with a Ouija board. She said she played with one when, when she was a kid, and uh, she said it scared the crap out of her. Yeah, but see, our mums were quite caring, and they warned us about yeah demons and shit. Don't fuck about with demons. Yeah. I don't think I've I don't think I've ever used a Ouija board to be fair. I think I did, <laughs> but I can't really. I don't think. I don't think it's very non-event. Oh, I don't know. There was a couple of demons. There were anyway, a couple of demons so in the film, and they pezzoozed you. <laughs> yeah. Um, you got so, possessed a couple of times when you were younger, didn't you? A couple of times, yeah, yeah. Blacked no, out. No. Could have been the whiskey. And then, <laughs> um, <laughs> so she's been playing a Ouija boy. She's got an imaginary friend called Captain Howdy, um, and then Captain Howdy. The mum says, what does Captain Howdy say about me? And then Reagan's like, oh, that's rude, Captain Howdy. Don't say that. So obviously he's bitching about the mum or something. He goes, fucking hell. <laughs> Come on! Yeah. Also, there's noises in the ceiling, which which they think are uh, rats. And Carl, yeah. helping her, is like, like, no rats. There's no rats. Yeah. Clean up there. And then um, we get the big party scene. Now, I could not not think about Scary Movie. Have you seen the scary movie where yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Reagan character comes in and pisses on the floor and it's yeah. just bad girl and puts her nose in it. <laughs> so that way you do with a puppy. I don't know. You're not really supposed to do that anymore. Yeah. Uh, is Regan, is this the first thing that she does? No, so there's been a few things where she's just been acting strangely. She goes to like the doctors and says, keep your Dick is this me. this <laughs> keep your keep your fingers away from my cunt or something like that. Oh, right. But she says it. Um, and then she's kind of like just been exhibiting abnormal behavior sort of throughout on and off. Yeah. Um, that's why Chris says that she's been ill when she comes and pisses on the carpet. But she also <laughs> says, she also says you're going to die up there to one of the, um, guests who uh, is an, ast- he's an astronaut. Really? Yeah. Is it uh, a real person? No, no. Like in the film, um, he's, he's an astronaut. Well, I guess I think someone mentions earlier that when's he <laughs> when's when are you off to space then you off to space soon it's gonna to be top quality lad yeah and he goes yeah I'm up there going up there soon and that's where Reagan says Reagan says you're gonna die up there there's also the, the father he provides who mentioned earlier he's playing songs at this point I think he's yeah. playing the piano and they're all singing it he's playing uh one of the classic songs um from Keen he loves Keen <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere only we know. He loves that one. Yeah. Then he rocked out uh, a bit of made in blood. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's going, this is ahead of its time. <laughs> um Okay, and then uh so what happens now? So we get like a series of tests on Reagan or something. They're well, like, like, she's pissing everywhere. Can she's we pissing sort up, her out? She's pissing out the wall. Well we get the shaky bed first. Right. So Chris, is this when Chris the mum is... gets attacked by the cupboard? No, 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 right. that's not yet. She's bathing. Uh, Regan and then Baby. leaves the room for a bit. She's giving her a bath. Remember that bit? Yeah. Uh, well, that <laughs> happens. Don't right. just take my word for it. Okay. Um, and then when she comes back in, she hears sort of like the the bed moving and, and Regan sort of screaming. And when she runs back in, she sees the bed sort of like shaking, sort of ridiculously. Right. Yeah. She jumps. She jumps on it as well, and then obviously it's keep shaking Looks for a while. Bed knobs and it, it does look fun, but kind of terrifying. Yeah. Uh, I remember that. Yeah, because they do say <clears> ask the doctor. And the doctor's like, well, you know, when we have shakes, like paroxysms, yeah. like that can happen. It's just like, it was the fucking bed, man. The bed was going ape shit. Yeah. Don't be mugging me off with saying, oh, the shad, the shake. <laughs> yeah. So then they go and consult like a number of physicians. Um, but it is a classic case of it being like, well, there's nothing wrong with her. She's she's fine. Maybe she's got a lesion on the brain, I think they say at one point, don't they? Yeah. They try all they sorts it, of lesion. Yeah. You know, maybe a lesion in the spine. Lesion in the arteries. Lesion in, yeah, uh, but obviously yeah. all of these tests and all of this medical stuff is kind of putting Regan through yeah. more and more, putting her right through the mill. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like some of the scans. Is that like a really old... Um, it's called CRT? Yeah, it was, it was rusty. Yeah. <laughs> it was rusty. They're Why like, is that God. painful? Because like, it was loud, like it was doing some strange thing, and then she was yeah. like screaming. Is that painful? 
I don't know. Maybe there's like a bright, bright flashing light or something that she was yeah hating. I don't know. At the same time, <coughs> all this is happening. We're introduced to who's going nuts. <laughs> to um... a lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Uh, what's his name? Kim? No, what's his name? The, the, other, the real hero of the story. He's the real <laughs> hero. I want to say um, Kendall, but he's Karras. not. Karras. That's the one, yeah. Yeah, so we're introduced to him and his sort of like life where he's living like on a... He's like living on a campus somewhere, isn't he? Like in a, in some halls or something. Is that right? Yeah, in the halls of residence. Yeah, he's the, yeah. the student psychologist as well, or something. As, yeah, yeah. As a priest. Uh, he's boozing a lot. I think. I think we introduce his mum quickly. She's living. Yeah. In New York, or, something, or like some sort of slum or something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, he's running. He's running around like Rocky in grey sweatpants and grey. Looks a bit like Rocky as well. He does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they say it, and so, and the. The police yeah. officer says it to him later. He looks like a boxer. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's pretty. He's pretty <laughs> nails. But yeah, we're introduced to him, to him, and mainly at this point, we explore the fact that his mum's like dying, and then eventually dies. And she calls him Dimmy, and I was like, "Is that his name, Dimmy?" Dimmy. She's just being. She's just taking a piss now. She's taking yeah. a right piss out of him. <laughs> there's also a bit where he gets on the train, which um, and there's a, a creepy homeless man. He got spare yeah. change for an old. He says like a quite a famous an old altar boy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Spare, spare, spare any change for an old altar like boy or something like that. <laughs> back up, and then he, he goes. He get boots, the fuck. Yeah, he boots the guy in the face, and then he gets on the train. Sorry, um, isn't it? <laughs> so the mother dies, um, and then I think we leave him for a, a little bit because I think this is when Burke dies. Yeah, yeah. So there's a bit where Chris is out. And then when she comes back, like the nanny isn't there, or the nanny just arrives home and says, "Don't worry, I left Burke, who's the film director, who's Can't obviously got a drink. Burke, he's, he's got a drinking problem, and he's just a bit of a nutter." Yeah. Um, he said, oh, "I left him babysitting Re- Regan. Don't worry about it. Babysitting my daughter, who's possessed by a demon. Yeah, it's all right. He'll It'd sort right. it right out. It'd be right. It'd be right. It'd be right. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, it's not right because." Um... He's then a, then a guy just turns up, then he goes, well, have you heard? Yeah. <laughs> I was heard. Yeah. It's on Facebook. Sorry, on Twitter. Um, <laughs> it's on an Instagram story. He's apparently fell down the, these stairs, who I you know, think are the real villain of the story, these stairs. Oh, bloody steep, horrible stairs. I was thinking right more like walking window. up and down them. Right, right long. <laughs> yeah. Imagine, imagine carrying a shopping up there. Imagine carrying four <laughs> bags. From Morrison's up there. I don't do that anymore. I do uh, as the home delivery. Yeah, I bet you do, don't you? Can't be. It's, it's only like two pounds, but I can't be doing that. Like you know, you walk in through like town with like giant shopping bags. Yeah, I don't know. Mums well, did it. I've, I've I've got an Asda. Well, I'm just going to be showing off here, Luke. I've got an Asda <laughs> literally five minutes down the road. All right, so I don't need any. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. All right, okay. 
So sometimes I can go there once, maybe twice a day, depending on how I'm feeling. We've got a corner shop. Always, always we, reuse the carrier bags. I'm not a monster. We've got a corner shop that I swear just has like one loaf of bread per day. Like if you don't get there at the right time, <laughs> the loaf's gone. And uh, also they don't have like proper coffee. They only sell like instant coffee. And I feel like, dude, it's 2018. Yep. Dude, it's 2018, okay? Okay, guys? I was in shortage today. Heard of it? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so... you, walk in there with, you walk in there with your beanie hat on, and they go, oh, here he is. That I think, excuse me, you've got any proper coffee? <laughs> excuse me, you've got any spelt flour? Oh, yeah. Uh, Get out of here. Cat was taking the piss out of me when I got, re- I got really got annoyed the first when we first moved here, and he had, didn't have, like, ground coffee. I was like, what, instant coffee? That's not even real coffee. And... uh yeah, cat made fun of me for being a, a London dick. So what have you been doing then? What have you been doing? As the home you delivery. At... Oh, me. so you've got, co- got coffee elsewhere. Oh, yeah, you told me that. Sorry. I want to li- oh, oh, listen. Care. Possessed again. Um, Possessed again. <laughs> I'm confused now. Oh, yeah, so Burke, uh, he fell all the way down the stairs, apparently, twisted his noggin, and now he's dead. Yeah, he Poor twisted Burke. his noggin. His noggin twisted all the way around, and the lieutenant says, like, I don't yeah. think that would have happened. Maybe like one in 1,000 times. So I was like, well, there yeah. it is then. One in 1,000 yeah. times. Yeah. So he goes around interviewing people, interviews, and eventually he interviews Damien Carras. Sort of. Yeah. Talk, what does talk he about interview- some stuff. Um, I think he, is, he, is he the first person who sort of, I don't know, why does he, why does he interview him? Just fancies him, I think. You look like a boxer. You look like Rocky. He I'm says, you look a boxer, you look like Rocky. And he says, what are you doing later? Want to come to the cinema with me? He's like, guess what my first name is? Adrian. <laughs> Adrian <laughs> Kinderman. <laughs> um, okay, so Burke's dead. Kinderman is sniffing around and he says, he's looking at the window, uh, Regan's bedroom window, and then he's like trying to work out if, if he got pushed out of the window or something, I think. Um, yeah. And then at some point, all the tests aren't working, and they're like, "You need to get a psychologist instead." Yeah, they're just saying they think you need to put her into like the best hospital. Yeah, and just just know what I mean. She'll be all right eventually. And then, oh, is this the point where she crawls down the stairs after Burke's dead? Yeah, well, that's pretty much like immediately, isn't it? I yeah. mean, it's one of those moments, right? There are so many moments in this film where, like, it feels pretty bad, but you you can kind of understand the pacing of the film where you don't think much is going to happen at this stage. And then something horrible happens. Yeah. Just like really quickly or really briefly. Like they don't they don't sort of like yeah. s- stick on it for too long. And it just really, really affects you. Like yeah. um so apparently this spider walk wasn't in the first wasn't <laughs> in the original cut yeah. of the film. Um someone on Twitter said that to me, Edward Harvey. Yeah. Uh it wasn't in the original cut apparently. Um, but for some reason it was added or maybe it was added to a later cut so yeah so Edward Harvey says Spider-Walk wasn't in it originally the director wasn't happy with the results because apparently you could see the strings it was included in the director's cut when they had the strings. means to digi- digitally remove the strings yeah she was held up by some little puppet strings uh, yeah so that bit mustn't, mustn't have been there um, he also says it's like a, it's a bit of a jarring moment where like uh, Regan's like out of her room well, I suppose that does make sense. Like, yeah, she doesn't leave any other time this year, I don't think. No, so. but then at, at this point, she wasn't like strapped down. So, I guess why? But that spider, that spider walk is horrible. It is horrible, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, and like the mouse, like bleeding profusely as well at the same time. It's like it's just these extreme visuals yeah. that, like, just it's just it is just horrible. These extreme, like, violent, ab- abrasive visuals. They like just appear out of nowhere and well, there's last a Pazuzu face as well that just seems to pop yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, that happens. That happens a yeah. few times. That happens two, two or three times, doesn't it? Yeah, and it also happens um, um, when she's getting in, interviewed. Yeah, just um, by a psychologist. Out of nowhere. Yeah. It's just like her face is merging with it. Yeah, and she when she grabs him by the balls. Oh yeah, yeah, that bit's yeah. terrifying. Yeah, yeah, that bit is horrible. Yeah, because. This is that's the first bit where I'm like just punch her in the face. <laughs> but throughout all this like period, her, her face is getting more and more like broken up and horrible looking and stuff. Um, she's, I mean, her face suits being possessed because she's got like quite a low brow, quite dark eyes. Yeah. Hmm. So that when they start applying that makeup to her, 
that the the shape of her face just makes her look really terrifying. I, I think, think I think it's around here as well. Um, the mum's at home and she hears like noises upstairs, and it yeah. sounds like two voices. So one is Regan's voice saying "No, I don't want to," and the and the other one is the demon's voice saying, "Do it, do it, do uh, it." Yeah, I mean the the voice is horrible, isn't it? I mean, yeah. there's obviously more. There's obviously more than one voice, yeah, like demon voice and that because there's a few different accents that she does, yeah. and I think that's I think that's a lot that's explored a lot more in the book hmm. about like what these potential personalities are because a lot of the people who who are doing these, um, a lot of the doctors think that she's just obviously got schizophrenia or. Yeah. Or the split personality syndrome. Yeah. So, and they're tr- doing these tests to try and work out if she's like consistent with the with the different things and the different personalities. Yeah. Um. So that's obviously part of that. <coughs> but yeah, it's terrifying. Like it's it's horrible. Like the voice. I think the main demon voice is actually a woman as well. Yeah. Um. The sort of gravelly. The one. The one where she's just talking normally to to Father Karras. That voice. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it's, it's gruesome. I mean, it's horrible. It's like <laughs> one of the most horrible sounds. It's also very well done, like in terms of just the actress saying the words and and these different voices coming out yeah. of her mouth. It's really well done. Yeah, yeah. Like obviously, yeah. Mm. So she goes. The mum goes upstairs, um, and then she sees this bit. Really, actually, freaked me out. Was her stabbing herself in the in the private parts with the cross? Yeah. Um this and, this was horrible, yeah. And then she grabs the <laughs> mum's head and pushes the mum's face into her bleeding heart area <laughs> and, and says, Lick me. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so gross. <laughs> um I think this is where the it, cupboard attacks the mum as well, right? Yeah. But she the cupboard kind of just goes towards her a bit. It doesn't really like do anything else. It doesn't like try to eat her like on a No, doesn't try to eat her, it doesn't yeah. like fall or anything. Yeah. Um yeah, so this is pretty this is pretty again. This is the moment where we. This is the, for the first time where her mum's been like affected physically by it because she gets like yeah. thrown across the room as well. Yeah. Uh, so now we're coming towards like the actual. She's possessed. Let's try and fix her. Uh, let's try yeah. and get an exorcist. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think even one of the medical doctors suggests an exorcist, exorcism because he believes that Reagan thinks she's possessed. So by doing an exorcism, she will think herself healthy again. Um, yeah. So she finds Karis. Yeah. I think she's seen him knocking around before anyway. And she's like, I like yeah. that guy. He looks a bit like Rocky. Had, I'm going to get she him. Had her eyes, she had her eye on him. She's like, there he is. Yeah. Um, Karis, is he's not convinced at first or something? Or um, I think, yeah. So initially, he's very much of, he's like, there's been no exorcism since whenever um even yeah. so even so the best thing you're better to do is get a doctor or get her in the best hospital possible um because but even though <coughs> even though he's a man of faith obviously his faith's been shaken a little bit by the death of his mother yeah and obviously things like this he's trying to keep like a much more logical head on his shoulders rather than going well because i guess any experience that he's heard of with exorcisms in the past mm. is that they've been bullshit yeah yeah or that everybody involved has been bullshit and that they've and you've got to get permission from the church in order to to perform one and Karas kind of thinks that he's not experienced enough anyway that they won't they won't allow him to do it there's one bit that i got confused by so he he says he has holy water this is part yeah. of his tests to see if she is actually possessed he says holy water and he throws it on her she as if she's burning um yeah and then afterwards he says that wasn't holy water yeah so is she trying to just throw them off the scent or something? I think or? I think what we're kind of made to think again. This is a lot. Of this is elaborated more so in the book. Hmm. Um, is that the well? Just my opinion, I guess. And it's been a while since I've read the book. Um, we're made to think that the the demon is like quite a manipulative, yeah, sort of demon who plays games. And one minute will act one way, one minute will act a certain way. I think that's where the there's like a mixture of the personalities in the demon as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's what that's what I think anyway. But again, might be good. Might be worth looking into that a little bit more. Yeah, I'd like to read the book actually. At some point. Like I said, I've heard nothing but good about it. So it'd be good yeah. to read. Um. Okay. So Karis, I think is is convinced enough now, and he goes to the church, and uh, they go, "Okay, we'll, we'll sort you out. We'll get you a tag team partner. We've got this guy called Merrin. 
He's uh, he he's looks, back in the. He's only thirty-eight, but don't, you know, he looks. Don't he's seen. He's, he's seen some stuff. <laughs> yeah, just you know, he's got smints. He might share them. Who yeah, knows? so he he doesn't he doesn't turn up just yet, does he? Um, Karras does go and sort of survey the situation first to see just how bad it is, because you know he could just walk in there and there's just a girl going, "Oh, bloody hell, I'm possessed." Yeah. But it isn't. He walk he walks in and even his face is like, "Fucking, <laughs> what is going on here?" <laughs> Is this a bit where, like, is it because, like, we, it looks like she's vaping and stuff, like she's constantly like breathing yeah, out. I like... don't, I don't think that's yet. I think okay. it, the room get the room gets a bit colder when Merrin's there. Oh, so yeah. initially, Karas sort of goes yeah, in and questions. Sminty, <laughs> yeah. oh, so pepperminty. What's up, God? Yeah. Give us one. Give us yeah. one, please. <laughs> yeah. So Karas goes in there and sort of begins like questioning the demon. Yeah. Obviously, trying to get to the bottom of whether Regan's talking crap, but then obviously she starts talking backwards and talking Latin and stuff. So uh, and vomits on him in the mouth. and and vomits <laughs> on him when he get when he gets too close. Vomits on him the yeah. most horrible pea soup vomit you can ever imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and then Marin turns up at some point after this, is it or? Well, yeah. So um, Karis sort of does a little bit of research, um, listens back to the. To the recordings and some uh, guy goes to see plays it in backwards where it's like her saying help me yeah. um th- then obviously is the moment where he sees where the nanny get, gets him to come quick and see that the words help me are sort of on her stomach yeah and the sort of the little motif um the, the soundtrack that goes with that i mean that's horrible when you sort of see it because you see it kind of forming don't you uh yeah it's like raises up yeah yeah yeah. Um, and then he does become convinced. Yeah. Then he does become at this point he becomes convinced that she's possessed, and he believes like her soul's in danger. So he decides to perform the exorcism. I think this is officially when he gets the permission to perform the exorcism because he's got all this right. evidence, and that's when Merrin turns up. And there's that really iconic um, shot, like the pennies for all of the posters of um, yeah. it's outside by the nighttime by the streetlight, lamplight, and uh, he's there with his suitcase of smiths. Suitcase of smith and his lovely hat on and his yeah. old skin. <laughs> He's fourteen years old. Um so they go in. He uh Marion is like pretty much a pro. I think Karatim yeah. says, I've no I've found his three personalities and he goes, It's only the one. Um so Marion like he knows I think he yeah. even knows it might be the, the same demon at some point, I'm not too sure how. Um yeah. and then they start the exorcism. So it gets very cold. He's got, yep. um, yeah. So they just start shouting at her and throwing uh, holy water. What else? Yeah. So Pazuzu, the, well, the demon at this point, is just like toying with both of them, and they. Um... Oh, it speaks to. It says what the homeless guy said earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Could you help an old uh, former altar boy or something like that? In the same voice yeah. and everything. Yeah. Oh, and, he, and then he talks in his mum's voice. So. Karras is losing his faith, I think, at this point. Like, or, or his faith is is not strong enough to no can't uh, cope expel with the it. demon. Yeah, yeah. So he's like so, tags out. <laughs> we get we get all the classic moments as well. Obviously, like the head spinning round. Yeah. Uh, all this, all this kind of stuff. Degrees. Does it not kind of physically break the body? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Like, I kind of thought that with the head. Yeah. It doesn't seem to, does it? No, because there's a lot of horrible stuff where she's got like these lesions all over like her body, scratches on her face, scratches on her arms and legs. Seems to be gone mostly by the time she's all right. Yeah, morning after. Yeah, yeah. it's almost like the 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 physical body's like just a vessel for this. Yeah, this thing to just do do as it pleases, and then eventually, if once the once the exorcism's complete, yeah, the body the body kind of does heal. But yeah, there's a lot obviously a lot of horrible stuff here with the tw- twist twisty head. Yeah. Uh, sick, sicky, sick, sick. Yeah. What else is there? Floating. A bit of floating. So she rips, her restraints sort of rip, and she just floats up in the air. I mean, that's iconic, isn't it? The eyes go on white as well. Yeah. Again, um, always. Again, we've seen that so many times in modern films, and never has it been more effective than in The Exorcist. Um. Yeah. Then she. So she starts talking in. Starts calling him Dimmy. Karis leaves, and then he goes back in. He's, <laughs> he's dead. <laughs> yeah, and Marin's just sort of died. Yeah, yeah. So it's a bit weird because we're kind of just she's out of her restraints again, and she's sort of like just in the corner of the bed laughing. Yeah. Um, but Marin's died. It's not really ever explained exactly what happened to him. 
had a heart just attack had a, or something. Yeah, don't know. Had a had a heart attack. And then, uh, so at this point, I think seeing all this stuff maybe even like reaffirms his faith. Seeing yeah. that evil exists. Um, so then he starts to beat her up. <laughs> well, he he tries to revive Merrin briefly. Yeah. And then and then obviously um, the demon starts laughing. So he just starts attacking attacking her, beating <laughs> the living shit out of her. Yeah. Um, but then says, "Take me instead. Take me. Take me." Yeah. Is that as easy as it is? You can just go take Apparently. me and then you. Yeah. And it'll just go into you. Wait, it does. Like it goes right into him, doesn't it? Yeah, it Sucks does. It up. Maybe it likes the idea of being a priest. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it wants a priest. Like, oh, give, yeah. give, me, give me a servant of God, will you? Oh, get right in that. Yeah. He sucks it up, and his face goes all pazuzu, and then yeah. he <laughs> <laughs> and he jumps through the window. Um, classic, classic move. Jumps through the window, rolls down the steps. Oh, it's actually pretty brutal at the end. He like cracks his face. Yeah. We don't see his face again. We just yeah. see his hand clutching as his as the father who provides singing, alcohol providing. Yeah, that guy just giving. he just happens to be there at the bottom of the stairs. I'm here, and then he reads his last rites as he's dying, confesses his sins. Yeah, there's um, loads of blood as well. Wordlessly, yeah, it's bad. Uh, and then, uh, and then it's happy ever after. <laughs> I think. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, there's quite an extended ending where the where the police officer turns up and sort of. Speaks to the other priest who was Karis's friend. They're like best friends they, now for some reason. They're like best buds. They're going to lunch together. Um, and then they sort of see Regan, um, and who's obviously all right now, just some light scarring on her face, and Chris, and they say goodbye to them. Who obviously they're going back to Los Angeles after. Yeah. Oh, you never never believe what bloody happened to us. As they drive off, we get a final shot of the Ouija board in the back of the car. <laughs> we don't. But, uh, no, we don't. I was going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they do if they wanted to, you know, start a franchise. Um, trivia. You ready? Yeah. Now, the first question, I didn't realise we were going to be mentioning this as much throughout the episode. Number one is, what is the name of the demon? <laughs> uh, I think no. we've said it like uh, 20 times by now. Yeah. Piz, Paz, Pez, <laughs> Pazuzu. It is Pazuzu, correct. Number two. Good name in it. William Friedkin fired a gun near whose ear to get a startle performance out of them? Oh. Uh, Chris? Who's Chris? The, <laughs> the mum. Mom. The mum. No, it was Father Karras, Jason Miller. Apparently Father Jason Gun. Miller was very angry because he was like, I'm an actor, I can act startled. I don't need you to shoot a gun in my ear. Um, number three. <laughs> Talking of guns, I'm here, this this is this is ridiculous. Sorry, this is completely. I'm ru- I'm absolutely upending the trivia at the moment. So, have you heard about the Greek football league? No. As in, like what happened in the last two days? No. The Greek football league has been suspended after the club president <laughs> invaded invaded the pitch with a gun. Why did he do that? Because there was like, like a because there was a decision that like went against his team and <laughs> every, every, loads of things were going mad and he turns footage? up. No, I haven't seen video footage. He no. turns up with he turns up with like a you can see a whole his gun is in a holster. Is it an Uzi? No, it's just like a it's just like a little a little pistol, and he like he like pulled it out. I'm not sure exactly what happened, but uh, the extremes people will go to when they got a gun, eh? William Friedkin, Jesus. Yeah. Just don't have a gun. I think is the best solution. Yeah, just don't. That's I mean that's a good solution for a lot of things, but the clearly... manager at the side because they get they get really worked up. Apart from, I think Alex Ferguson, like unless he drops oh, no, his gum. No, he's like he's like club president or something, not a yeah. manager. Yeah. Oh, what, crazy. oh, okay. So he was. <laughs> well, it's nuts. People like their football. They love their football, don't yeah. they? You ready for number three? Uh, yeah. This is Warner Brothers' highest-grossing film of all time. True or false? Wow. Well, well, is it true or false? It is. It is like the highest-grossing. Horror of all time, is it not? So yeah, I can believe that. Why not? True when adjusted for inflation. So apparently, oh. <laughs> I think it's uh, it is now like the highest grossing horror movie, right? The one that oh, we really? do. Yeah, I think so. Uh, but not when adjusted for inflation. Okay, um, number four. Who was up for the part of Father Karras before Jason Miller landed the role? Sylvester Stallone. 
You'd think so, like the way they sorted the character. We need another guy who looks like him. Um, no, William Friedkin thought this guy, who it is, was too unholy to ever play a priest, so he didn't cast him. Oh, God, too unholy? Yeah. Jack Nicholson? Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. That's you had to say. All you had to say was unholy. I don't know exactly who you meant. When did The Shining come out? A little bit later, I think. Was it not 79? Yeah. That was the perfect role for him. <clears throat> okay. Um, oh, 80. What was the substance that Regan bathed? Pea soup. An extra point for if you can name the brand. Um, Campbell's. No, it wasn't Campbell's. It didn't, it didn't work. They tried it. It didn't work very well. So they used Anderson's. I don't think that's what we have in, in, the, in the UK. <clears throat> yeah, you did pretty well there, dude. Um, now yeah. to rate the film. <clears throat> what are yes. you thinking? Um, now, as I said, it does provide, it does create the biggest actual terrified reaction for me. So in a way, it's probably for me, the best horror film ever considering that because, you know, that's what it should do. Horror films should terrify you. And this, this film terrifies me every time I watch it, every time I think about it. Um, a lot of the visuals, you know what I mean? Even then I was Googling some stuff. Are you from a Christian background, by the way? No. Okay. I always thought like this kind of Catholic horror would yeah. be most effective. For I don't Catholic. know what it is. I don't know what's so scary about this film. It just it just feels scarier than any other sort of yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like ghosts, serial killers, zombies, everything like that is a bit like it's yeah. scary in one way, but it's just this. I think what's what scares me about zombies is that like anyone could be a zombie, your loved one could be a zombie, and I think that's kind of the same thing with this. Is that it can happen to anyone? It can happen. Not obviously really, but you know what I mean. Yeah. That's why it feels. And I just think everything from the sound design to the performances to yeah. just just the pacing of this film, it just really gets under my skin. And it, and it always has. And I've always been terrified of it. So I think, I can't remember what I gave 28 Days Later, which is the other film that really scares me. Hmm. Um, but I mean, in terms of being an effective horror film, yeah. which would which to me makes it the best horror film, I just have to, I'd have to give it an A+. Plus. Really? Wow. Really? Some sound effects there. <laughs> Fireworks going off. Yeah, I don't know. So, <laughs> yeah, I this don't film know. Doesn't, have that, doesn't have that same effect on me. I don't know what it is. I know ex- the idea of exorcisms and being possessed. Like Some people just say, oh, I can't do possessed films. Like, I can do anything but possessed films. Like It's just never been something that scares me that much. I think this is a really good film. <laughs> I mean, this is a really well-made film like when i think about all the films we've done just the yeah. craft of it it just seems to be insanely insanely good like, yeah and i mean in any other hands sorry to interrupt in mm-hmm. any other hands this could have been the most hammy ridiculous over the top yeah laughable shit well i've kind you of feel I mean? like the omen is the uh although i enjoyed the omen i kind of feel like that was the more cartoony version of this yeah um I, i'm gonna give it an a minus so pretty good. Yep. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. All right. Yeah. So it's got, it's got to be, uh, is that up there with the highest rated so far? Yeah, probably. Um, I mean, there's no cat people. <clears throat> no. no, 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 nothing ever is. Um, <laughs> so next week we'll talk about Annihilation. You could talk about, you know, how awkward that, uh, son, mother, sex scene was to watch in front of your mum. Yeah. And um, I'm, I'm really interested to actually hear what you think about like the last part because there were some really scary bits in Annihilation, and um, it, it gets pretty crazy. So I'd like to know what you think about that. Yeah. Um, okay. Anything else to tell people? No. Okay. Nothing this, else. This show is brought to you by Hawk Cleaver. Head over to hawkcleaver.com and grab a free book. I'm really bunged up, so I'm really struggling to to say these words. Uh, go over to patreon.com forward slash Hawk and Cleaver. Thanks to Kovach Cameron for our feed music. Thanks to ACAST for hosting the show. Thanks to the listeners. If you enjoyed the show, give us a five star rating review on iTunes. Remember to hit subscribe. Thanks to my co host Ben for being a real horror dude. Thank you, Luke. Thank you. Bye. Bye bye.
the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.